Hi, this is Larry Goldman, and you're listening to The Binge 10. Um, had a lot of requests this week to change the format just a little bit. Um, not only will I give you the best shows uh, that you should have been watching this week, not only will I recommend you the things to binge and watch next week, but people have asked for some more historical recommendations for some older shows, things they might have missed. We know that a lot of people are working from home this week that may not be used to working from home, might be a little more family time than you're used to, may not be going out as much as you used to. So that means TV time. So from a guy who's been working from home and watching a lot of TV for the last 15 years, I will make your dreams come true by giving you some historical recommendations as well. Stay tuned at the end of the show. But let's kick it off. What were what was new this week? What was I watching this week? Devs was in its second week this week. You know, I always make sure we watch two weeks before I start putting something in the top 10. But Devs is definitely the show I'm most interested in right now. Uh, we've got a good understanding of the technology they're building on the show. We're not exactly sure how they intend to use it beyond private use. Of course, the government wants to get their hands on it. Of course, uh, uh, the good guys have figured out that the uh, boyfriend's suicide was faked. Uh, but we knew that. We knew that. That's not a spoiler. So I've got a lot of conf- confidence in Nick Offerman. Got a lot of confidence in Alex Garland, the director and the creator, the ex-Machina guy. And so I believe that this show is really going to get even more interesting, even quicker. So I'm really excited where this one's going. Amazon debuted 000 this week. Uh, This is their competition to Narcos, and it's pretty damn good. Uh, To one-up Netflix, 000 is in Spanish, Italian, and English. So one more language. So that's that's pretty good. Uh, The show is about following a huge shipment of cocaine placed by the Italian mob with an American courier that's played by Gabriel Byrne. He bought the cocaine from the Monterey Mexican cartel. Burn is so much better in this than the War of the Worlds. So much better. This is a violent show with tons of backstabbing, tons of double dealing, and people literally living on the edge of what they can handle. Uh, For instance, Gabriel Byrne has fronted $31 million for his friend in the Italian mob. They're late on their payment. Guess what? The Mexican cartel doesn't care. They want their money. Got to pay a lot of attention, a lot of subtitles, but you don't want to miss a thing. Uh, second week of better things. This show's obviously going to be great for its third or fourth season, whatever it is. Uh, watch the ending of this week's show. Uh, Sam makes another fatal mom mistake, which is funny, which is cringy, which is, oh my God, can't believe she just did that. The show was really, really funny. Pay special attention to the scene where they stand in line to buy clothes. Classic better things comedy. Excellent work. Um, second week of Dispatches from Elsewhere was this week. This was a Sally Fields-focused episode. Uh, I really, really liked it. I still don't know exactly where this is going. Don't know if there's truly good guys or bad guys. But what I do know is it's interesting. It's sort of funny, but not real funny. But I just want to know where this thing is headed. 
Jason Siegel plays this really subdued guy, very different than anything else he's ever done. I just read an article about him that said he never watched the final episode of How I Met Your Mother. I tend to never believe that when I hear that kind of thing from actors, but I do really like the show. I think next week is going to be about Fredwin. That it's played by Andre 3000 from Outcast. So I think it gets really good because he's kind of the conspiracy theorist, kind of the guy who wants to be uh, an intelligence officer. I watched Dave this week. It's a new show on FXX. Um, we're watching it with my kid. My kid says, hey, that's Little Dicky. It turns out Little Dicky is a YouTube star who thinks he's a rap star. And he calls himself Little Dicky because he has a small penis. And he's playing Little Dicky on the show called Dave, a.k.a. Dave Bird. Um, I would say his comedic style is somewhere in between Larry David and Chris Elliott. And then throw in the raunchiness of Nikki Glaser. So basically, this is an extremely, extremely cringy and gross show. But it works. I find myself laughing constantly. I'm going to warn you, the third episode is extremely or especially gruesome. It is very hard to watch. It is very hard to listen to. You're going to get a lot of naked Dave butt as he works out how to have sex with his girlfriend correctly. It's so disgusting and so nasty that I can't stop laughing, to be honest. Uh, I'm just literally giggling through the whole thing. I tried out Queen Sono this week. Um, Queen Sono is a South African series on Netflix. I've watched several of these types of of South African series from Netflix. They're usually pretty good. Queen Sono is a badass spy from South Africa. She beats people up and she steals their stuff, usually classified information. She's the daughter of a revolutionary and the series starts out on the anniversary of her mother's death. Not sure exactly where the storyline is going. Still only a couple shows into it. Uh, I would really like a little bit more action, a little bit more story. Be great if it was a little funnier. Uh, I'll stick it out and we'll see if it gets there. Last new thing I watched this week was Castlevania. For those animation inclined, this is a Netflix show. It's season three. It's an easy 30-minute watch if you want to catch up on it. It's a Dracula-based cartoon. Uh, Basically, the church kills Dracula's wife, so Dracula decides to kill all human beings. Now, you might think that's that's a slight overreaction, but he really is very depressed. Um, This Dracula is very magical. He can move his castle whenever he wants to. He can summon up demons and fire whenever he wants to. Uh, It is an adult cartoon. There's some sex. There's lots of violence, lots of swearing. It's generally good entertainment. Season three is pretty good. Um, If you are a Dracula kind of guy, girl, um, Prime Amazon did a uh, live action Dracula show earlier this year, maybe as far back as December. It's about four hours, about four episodes. Uh, Really, really good stuff. Really different take on the Dracula story. In the four episodes, it spans from like the 1500s to 2020. So a really different take on, on the concept. And I really, really liked it. So moving forward, stay the course. Keep watching Shit's Creek, Sinners, Magicians, uh, Briar Patch. Though this is teetering on the edge, I really, really want to like this. I love the cast. Of course, like Sam Esmail, Mr. Robot Guy, but they're losing me here. Uh, watch Miracle Workers, Project Blue Book. 
The Unicorn, the final show uh, of the season was not as sappy as I thought. Formulaic it. Formulaic, but I'm recommending it. Um, Everything's Going to Be Okay, uh, War of the Worlds, and Better Call Saul. So keep watching those. But if you can only watch 10 things this week, you can only watch 10 shows. And in this case, I'm talking about shows that come out once a week. Here's my recommendations. Number 10, Dispatches from Elsewhere. We talked about that. Debuting at number 10. I think this is a weird enough show that you should want to like it. I want to like it. I'll let you know if I stop liking it. Um, Homeland at number nine. They pushed Homeland down a bit this week, but I'm keeping it on the list. Uh, it's starting to get intense. And this is the part of the season where everybody doesn't believe Carrie, right? We know the formula here. In three or four episodes, everybody will remember that, oh, Carrie, you were really right about everything. And now she's got to save America and the world. But right now, we're in those few episodes where nobody believes her. Everybody thinks she's crazy. Number eight, Better Things. Looks like it's going to be a great season. Sam Rocks. This is a fantastic show. Nothing more to say. Uh, number seven, Magicians. I kept Magicians at the same number. Keep watching the show. It always pays off. It always delivers. <clears throat> Miracle Workers. I pushed Miracle Workers down just a bit. Not because it's getting worse, but because there was just a lot of other things to watch. Steve Buscemi's character, Eddie Shitshoveler, is sued this week for defamation of character Defamation of a goat, which apparently in the Dark Ages is punishable by death. And so, you know, hijinks ensue. It, it really doesn't get any better than this. Number five, McMillions, season finale of McMillions. Um, you will find out everything on this show. You will, you will know how Uncle Jerry stole the tickets. You will know who the informer was. But you do have to watch the whole episode. It might seem like in the first few minutes that you know everything, maybe the first 10 or 20 minutes, but really, they don't really give you all you need to know until the end of the show, which means there's about 30 minutes of filler in there, like the rest of the season. This season probably should have been three or four episodes, but I like it. It was good. This is the show that's your dinner conversation. This is the show that's your party conversation. Just absolutely fun to watch and talk about. What I really want to know is what cases uh, FBI agent Doug Matthews has worked on since this. That guy's a superstar. I want more from him. Okay, number four. Everything's going to be okay. Moving this up further and further on the list. Heck, this could be number one. This is a great 30-minute show. This was the season finale as well. The gang takes a trip to New York to get Matilda used to being in New York because she's going to go to Juilliard. And she has to be able to handle it with her autism and everything else. She has to take the subway. Genevieve does a stand-up show, which was phenomenal. Uh, this show hits on all the cylinders. This is a great show. If you haven't been watching, uh, everything's going to be okay. Go ahead and back binge it. Number three is Sinner. I'm pushing this down just a bit. But wait until you see the end of this week's episode. Absolutely fantastic. We're definitely starting to understand why Jamie is crazy. But I'd like to see the show get even weirder, and it looks like it will. Number two, I'm putting devs all the way at number two. I got a lot of faith in this show. They got to come through for me. And number one, Better Call Saul. You know why. It's, it's the show of shows right now. Mike is absolutely freaking out. They're totally setting up the DEA. And Kim is fucking with her entire firm. Uh, I love everything about this show, and, and most other people do as well. 
I'm going to put a little bit of an asterisk out there about kidding with Jim Carrey. I've been putting the show down all the time the second season. Not going to change my opinion there. If you haven't seen season one, go binge season one. It's absolutely fantastic. There were some great moments in season two, like the funeral on a ship with uh, the Filipino Mr. Mr. Pickles. But a lot of this was kind of slow. A lot of musical numbers, which I didn't really enjoy that much. But I will tell you this. It ends extremely well. It ends extremely well. Thinking back on it, thinking back on the last two seasons now, I'm kind of having the perspective that the show is really about the kid and how he gets through his brother's death and his parents' divorce. I think the obvious thing is to think about that this show is about Jim Carrey's character and how he gets through his son's death and his divorce. But now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think so anymore. So in the end, you can really make up your mind about what you think about this show. It could be interpreted as being very uplifting. It could be interpreted as very depressing and extraordinarily dark. It's really up to you, and that's really the beauty of the show. Uh, So I really appreciate the show. Second season, not my favorite. I took War of the Worlds out of the top 10. Why did I do that? Because there's no war. It's called War of the Worlds. There's no war. Nothing has happened in a while. Um, I really want this thing to pick up. I really want them to think about how they're going to save themselves out of this. I want more aliens. All right, now, if you're looking to binge stuff, if you're looking to binge end to end, not just a show that comes out every week, I could do a lot of things here, but currently, these are all all pretty current binges that you could do. I'm going to do some historical stuff in just a second. Number 10, I'm swapping out one Star Trek series for another, Picard. Picard ends in a couple weeks, so if you you have CBS Now, you should be watching Picard. I'm going to get CBS Now in April, so I can just binge the last five episodes of it. I already watched the first five on a free trial. Number nine, Altered Carbon. Number eight, Mythic Quest. So TV Plus, Apple TV Plus, by the Philadelphia guys, Everything Sunny in Philadelphia. Really funny, really interesting show. Number seven, I'm going to swap out Witcher just because it's getting old. I'm going to put in Castlevania just to have some fantasy in the equation. Number six, Lock and Key. Great family show, some good fun, some good action. Number five, High Fidelity. Absolutely great stuff. Funny, great music, great great characters, great characters. Number four, I'm not okay with this. Teenage superhero trying to deal with her powers. Great last episode. Number three, Don't Fuck With Cats. You already know, I love this show. It's only three hours. Take time out. Watch Don't Fuck With Cats. Number two, vaulting all the way to 000 and number one, Narcos. A lot of cocaine at the top two, I know. But uh, those are two really, really good shows. Can't recommend them enough. On the outside, looking in, Strangers, Truth Be Told, and Hunters. So not bad shows, but just can't quite kick into the top 10 for me there. Upcoming this week, there's a lot of new stuff coming out again. Um, Westworld is out this week. Can't wait for that. Flack, Blacklist is back. It's in mid-season. Black Monday is back. Black Monday was based on the true story of a stock market crash, uh, I think in the 80s or maybe even the 70s. I have no idea how there's a second season of this show, but Don Cheadle is back. And then there's a bunch of stuff that I haven't gotten to yet. Plot Against America, 
the most dangerous animal of all, Blood Ride Kingdom, Pale Horse, and Motherland. We'll start talking about those next week. Now for the historical shows. I get it. I get it. People are in their houses. People are sequestering themselves. People are quarantining themselves. People don't want to go outside. This means you need TV and you need me. I'm here to help. And here's what I have to say. If you haven't watched The Sopranos, if you haven't watched The Wire, Stranger Things, Breaking Bad, I really can't help you. I'm not going to recommend that stuff. If you don't know about that stuff, that's not the stuff I'm going to tell you about. A lot of stuff is going to be very obvious, but I'm going to try to dig just a little deeper. Okay? So general cable TV. Number one, if you don't know what the best show of all time is, it's The Shield. And you should binge watch all the seasons of The Shield. One of the best endings of all time. You know I'm a Walter Goggins, Goggins fan. This is where it all started with Shane, Michael Chiklis, the commissions in this. This show is intense. It was on the early edge of when TV got uh, got, you know, got really risky. Um, it's just a great show. Number two, Man with a Plan. Especially if you've got younger kids, maybe uh, six, seven years and older. This is the best family sitcom out there. And it starts up again with a new season in two weeks. So back watch the first two or three seasons because they're great. It's better than The Neighborhood. It's better than The Unicorn. I watch it with my 15-year-old and we're still giggling. Um, Matt LeBlanc from Friends is in this. He's amazing. Starts up again in two weeks. Number three, I'm sorry. This is from True TV, but you can binge it on Netflix. Okay. This is a racy comedy from Andrea Savage. Uh, she's from a bunch of different things, including episodes. Um, it's, it feels semi-autobiographical. It's about a mom who is a comedy screenwriter in LA, uh, living with her husband and child. Husband is uh, Tom Everett Scott, who is just, just does an amazing job staying deadpan through all of her crazy, neurotic, everything is a stand-up personality. Everything she does is a bit, and he just calls her on it. Every conversation is a stand-up bit or is a comedy bit. Uh, it's really, really funny. Um, if you can find the episode called Jalapeno Hands or the episode where they teach the daughter about racism, those are two of the funniest shows you'll ever watch. Now, I just talked about this in the top 10, so you should be watching it anyways, but I'm just going to say it again. Everything's going to be okay. You got to watch this show. It's on Freeform. It's absolutely fantastic. Okay, top three historical on HBO. I'm sure you've watched Entourage. If you haven't, watch Entourage. If you watched Entourage and you haven't watched it since it went off the air, watch it again. Watch it with your kid. I watched it uh, uh, last year with my kid. It holds up. It's still great. Number five, Succession. Is it a dramedy? Is it a drama? Is it a comedy? Turns out it, it, it doesn't really matter. This is a really, really funny, quirky show. In the vein of Veep, the insults are so absolutely amazing. And the whole family that leads the show, it, it seems like they just live in their own world. Everybody else is normal. And everybody else plays a very normal person. And then you've got this cast of characters, this family, who is just out of their minds. And it works so well. By the way, did you know Macaulay Culkin had a brother? And he's really, really funny. One of the best people on the show. Uh, number three, Barry from HBO. Gotta believe you've heard of Barry. It wins a ton, it wins a ton of awards. But it is kind of a cult favorite. 
Bill Hader is at his most deadpan, desperately trying to quit being a hitman, just can't quite get the knack of it. Uh, and guess what? As a hitman, he's not really good with other people. Um, fantastic show, really funny, really interesting. Uh, binge it all. On Showtime, number one episodes, Matt LeBlanc again. He's all over the place here. He plays himself as a narcissistic version of himself. I don't know. Maybe he is narcissistic. I have no idea. Um, he's divorced. His kids hate him, but everybody else really likes him. You know why they like him? Because he's really, really rich, and he was on Friends. That's why people like him. And the show is absolutely fantastic. I can't remember if it goes four or five seasons. The cast is amazing, uh, and, and, and you'll binge it easily. Uh, Showtime, Nurse Jackie, Edie Falco at her best. She's trying to hide drugs, adultery, lying, and cheating from the whole rest of the world. And she can't keep doing it. She goes absolutely crazy. Um, great, great show. Very intense. Though there are some very, very funny parts. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that sometimes it's categorized as a, as a comedy. Um, Escape from Danamora. Um, this is the prison movie based on um, you know actual real events of people that did actually escape from Danamora. So... Um, you got to watch this show to know how it all ends. Uh, Del Toro is in this show. Patricia Garquette is in the show. They got both of them won for this. And it, it, it's very addictive and a great one to just binge. Last one from Showtime, Californication. Again, feels semi-autobiographical. Dave Duchovny as an alcoholic, sex addict, trying to repair his writing career, marriage, and fatherhood, failing at all the above. And that's why it's so great and so funny. You'll recognize a lot of the characters from the show, uh, including uh, the lead uh, from Better Things. She plays Marcy on this show. Um, it's really, really, it's really a funny show. Not for everybody, but uh, you take it with the right, uh, the right grain of salt. It's really, really good. Kind of not on any of the other networks. I got to recommend Banshee. This is a show about thieves hiding out from their boss. You will never see fistfights like this in any other show. You will never see people to be able to take the kind of punishment people take in the fistfights on this show. This show has a ton of sex, ultraviolence, lots of action, lots of blood, blood everywhere, blood everywhere. This show isn't for everyone, but it's one of my favorite shows of all time. It's really intense. It's really suspenseful. And the action is, like I said, it's just off the hook. All right, let's go on. Binges, what you've been waiting for more of. Here comes Netflix. So, like I said, there's a lot I can recommend here, and I'll recommend more and more each week. But first of all, Dark. This is kind of the German version of Stranger Things. It is dubbed, and I hate dubbed shows. This one works for me. It's even stranger than Stranger Things. Really tough to follow. You really got to pay attention. Uh, but that's Dark. Ozark stars Jason Bateman. He's probably my favorite actor right now. If you keep watching the show, you'll find out why. You'll also find out what a badass Laura Linney can be. Again, it's one of those thrillers that you just don't know how they're going to get themselves out of these situations. Peaky Blinders. So you take the guy that played the Scarecrow in the Batman movies and make him the leader of an English gang in the early 20th century. Great combination of violence, suspense, and mental outdoing. There's always something about violence historically. You know, when you see it in the streets of England, when it's all muddy and 
there's horses in the middle of, you know, gunfights. It's, there's just something about it that makes it even more raw. You know, Netflix is known for never-ending numbers of dramas, of crime dramas from the UK. I've watched them all, probably. And they're all pretty good. Not all of them, but they're all pretty good. Here's my top three UK crime dramas. Broadchurch, The Fall, and Marcella. There's other ones. Those are my top three. Amazon Prime. All right, I'm going to go deep with Amazon here a little bit. First of all, The Patriot. So what happens when you take a CIA spy and he has basically a nervous breakdown? Well, uh, what happens is apparently is he makes folk songs about his missions. Um, that's what he does. And the folk songs are hysterical. This show is crazy dark. It is a comedy. It's funny. It's weird. Great cast. You'll recognize a lot of the people in it. Um, another animated series, Undone. This could be about time travel, could be about mental health, could be about both. You decide. Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul uh, is, is the dad. A sneaky Pete. Giovanni Ribisi as a con man is about the best casting in the world. Sneaky Pete is awesome. I think there's about three seasons of it. Really, really good stuff. I think it's only getting better as, as he keeps on getting into deeper and deeper and more and more trouble. Last one. Kind of a... Uh, Oh, I'm winging one here, but I'm going to put put out on the limb. Jean-Claude Van Johnson. All right? Jean-Claude Van Damme plays himself in this. He's obviously a an action actor, but really he's just doing these movies because he's actually a spy. So his acting name is Jean-Claude Van Johnson, but he's really Jean-Claude Van Damme. You see how that works? This show's really, really funny. Yes, there's karate but he's mostly just making fun of himself the whole time. Finally, Hulu. Number one, Castle Rock. So they've made original stories out of the legendary city of many of Stephen King's novels. All right. The second season is really good. It's actually a prequel to the movie or the book Misery, which, you know, there isn't really a movie or book uh, that's a prequel. So this is, this is very, very original. First season is very good as well. The Looming Tower you know, you know how good this series is, is because it's about 9-11. We've all seen our share of 9-11 shows. I'm recommending this because it's that good. It's that good. Looming Tower, absolutely fantastic. Final one, 11-22-63. That's the name of the, the series. It's a, it's a Stephen King book as well. This is James Franco going back in time, trying to stop the Kennedy assassination. All right. I will keep you informed. I'll be back next week to tell you what to watch, what's new, what's happening, and what you should catch up on historically if you haven't done so. Thanks a lot for tuning in to the Binge 10.